And welcome back to Grassroots Marketing here on CannabisRadio.com. And we are rounding out the end of 2023. And again, we always thank all of you for joining us. And, you know, for some of those other media types that like to go and take time off and not keep working through the holidays, we do anyway, because that's just how we are. We like to operate that way. So, and uh, same way for our guests. I really appreciate him being on with us today. Uh, we're going to talk about hemp in the state of Georgia and about the wild right I've had growing and cultivating cannabis sativa L hemp in Georgia. We're going to talk about the folks at blue 42 organics and blue 42 market. And I'm here also with the co-founder of creative soul, Henry Ostasiewski. Henry, thanks for being on with us. <laughs> thanks, Brasco. Appreciate it. Yeah. And, and us in the hemp industry that are <clears throat> determined to uh, make a mark. Don't take a day off. As you know, hemp farming is not an easy chore. Even in the winter we're growing. We're growing our cultivations for our spring seed crop. Now, as we get into the bowl season right now, we're getting into the college football playoffs uh, a couple of days before we get to this. And the one headline's been out there. I know you're a former Florida State player, defensive tackle, defensive end. The thought process that Florida State made it all the way undefeated, and they're not going to get the have even the chance to compete for the national title. I, I imagine that boggles the mind as a former uh, as a former player. For me, it was, it is, <clears throat> excuse me, the nail in the coffin. You know, I know college football has, you know, and rightfully so, players are, are getting paid now through NIL, but it pretty much changed the landscape and turned it into a business or a minor league for the NFL. So I think at some point they'll have to get a, a collecting bargain, bargaining agreement. Um, you got guys making $6 million a year in college football. Um, and the disparity there is you got a lineman, you know, making nothing. So I, I think there needs to be some work on that. I think the NCAA, and I'm not afraid to say this is, you know, it's a nonprofit organization that I, I think we need to challenge them on some of the decisions that they make and and uh, not just by the dollars, but by, you know, these young men's lives, you know, and they're the talent. They're the ones out there making, you know, all the putting on the plays for, for the TV shows and everything to get the networks and the contracts. So uh, it was the nail in the coffin, as I said, for me in college football. And then part of for yourself and you and your brother, Joe, which also really led to the inspiration to create blue 42 was the issue of how, you know, players coming off of, uh, off the football field and the kind of conditions they can feel like, I mean, we see the changes now with concussion protocol. They're pretty specific about that. Independent doctors are there on site. And, you know, if a player's got any kind of a feeling that they might've gotten a concussion that they're going to get checked out, they're going to be taken out at least seven days before they even get the gun get back on the field to practice again. And CTE, we've seen so much that's been talked about, and we know there are still players that are still suffering from it, maybe not have been diagnosed or so much, but we know there's been research that's trying to be done. We know the NFL has somewhat done some things to, I would say, you know, performatively offer some help towards CTE. But I remember it was about a year ago, or about a little more than a year ago, when they, uh, what was it, a... Uh, spring of 2022 i think it was they had offered like um it was like a million dollars or something more like that towards the kind of research towards it but it's really not enough and what you're trying to do is right now that there's promise in some of the treatments that you have where if you're using full spectrum cbd which is why you know you see players like yourselves that have gone through mental health physical complications and the severe effects if it's not treated 
Absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> good segue into why my brother and I both got into this. Mm -hmm. CBD, and I can only say what it has done anecdotally. There's a lot more research that needs to be done. There is research that's out there, but the FDA really controls what we say or can say about the supplement as they have it listed. So um, they're, they're showed a propensity for CBD and the other cannabinoids to slow down the CTE, which is similar to dementia or any of the other brain-related um, degenerative um, diseases. So <clears throat> we have seen, you know, a lot of, I want to say a lot, let's say a handful of players that we played with that actually use our product and it, and it helps them. Um, it just helps them cope with their day, with their anxiety and things like that, anecdotally. Um, so I think, you know, if we help one person it's and benefits one person it's worth it but we know we're benefiting many more than that it used to be we can count those um that we lost to ct on on one hand whether it be suicide brain related injury um or uh, brain related tumor or als now it's it's two handfuls so um this has definitely impacted my life um, i did want my son playing football um because of it so i, I held him out of football and uh he he wanted to play and uh, he is playing at Florida State. He's a preferred walk-on. Um, so he doesn't get to play a lot. So he got what he wanted out of it. He got the discipline and all that out of being part of a team. And uh, he's not banging his head every weekend. So I got my prayers for Richard as well. Um, but that's the reason my brother and I got into the cannabis industry. And, and we just have seen so many benefits with so many of the people that um, we serve in our community. Um, from, you know, young kids who have disorders all the way up, mental disorders or disorders all the way up to, you know, the, the baby boomers that are now really going back to the cannabinoids and, and cannabis to help them with their ailments. NFL officials actually spoke not too long ago, last week or so as we were recording. They did speak to the U.S. House of Representatives Committee on Energy and Commerce and the NFL Senior VP of Health and Safety Policy, Jeff Miller, actually said that, quote, when asked if there's a link between football and neurodegenerative diseases, the answer to that question is certainly yes. The NFL acknowledging it finally so far, but again, that doesn't take away from the fact of other sports and other athletes and the kind of issues you might have of head trauma that's going on here. Uh, so let's go and segue into what it is that you're finding out that from your own personal experience, that what you and your brother decided to go and do with Blue 42 and what you really learned from being able to you know, curate hemp-based recreational products and being able to get them put together or hemp-based products, excuse me, and learning what you're finding out from those that are really helping. Yeah. And I think you said, you said it great when you corrected and said hemp-based products. Yes. One of the things that I think we're going to really, and, and this goes, it's a nice piece into Georgia. Georgia has been an agricultural state since it's, since the beginning. And it's one of the leaders in the country in ag, um, <clears throat> excuse me, our, our, our marketplace here in Georgia is is unique. It has a coffee shop, bakery, and an apothecary with our products in there. But one of the things we're going to give give our ag commissioner Tyler Harper a hook to do is really the industrial side of it. Um, we have we're a hempwood dealer. I'm not sure if you know um, hempwood out of Kentucky, but they make great hempwood products. Um, we have that highlighted here. So it's the paper, it's the plastic, it's you know it's all of the the hempcrete um, fiber. I mean, we, we actually wear our aprons are made from Patagonia hemp, you know, making hemp fiber. We want to bring that 
on shore that near shore that here in Georgia and start, you know, we can't keep our hemp milk in stock. So why don't we have a hemp milk factory here in Georgia? Why am I buying it from Oregon? Who's probably getting it from Eastern Bloc Europe. So these are the things that we can really start creating economic development in, especially in the states that have agricultural backing. Um, it's just, you know, for us, it's really carving out those entrenched industries like um, timber and cotton who who have much more money than the hemp industry and can lobby us and make sure that the laws are written to where we can actually expand our industry. So it's, you know, it's knocking on the door down there under the gold dome, talking with those um, policymakers and letting them know that here's an economic, you know, a, a, nas- a nascent plan, although I think it's been here for thousands of years, but it's been prohibited for over 70, that we can actually go and start making economic development and a sustainable product. So there, there's just so much runway. We've only scratched the George Clay where we're going to go with the industry in the next 10 years. Now, I that slip of bag actually came across because I was looking at another story where I was going to segue into the fact that, that Georgia lawmakers and what they're allowing right now. So as you mentioned now about when it comes to products, one of the things they're actually been allowing as well is, you know, having hemp-based recreational products now being allowed in that first point they were trying to kind of regulate, but then it was pulled back, but it Delta eight Delta nine TC products. You can now find them on the shelves and they've been allowed. So we're not going to take them off the shelves, but still for those that are looking when you're doing what you're doing right now to continue to go ahead and put across quality products, because what you're doing right now is full spectrum. It's, you know, you're growing it and, there's going to be a difference for those that do not want something that's synthetic to something that's organic. And that's one of the things that, you know, our tagline for Blue 42 Organics is know your source, feel the difference. And so much in this industry, if you, you know, this go to a smoke shop, a gas station, I mean, CBD, cannabis related products um, are sold everywhere, every corner, every street in, in Georgia. I always ask, where was it grown? And most of the people, I'd say 90% of the people, if not more, can't tell you where the hemp was grown. And that's important. Um, we're growing in Appalachia. Uh, the mountains behind us and north of us and around us are, are fertile soil. Um, the Cherokee had this land and lived off this land for many years. Um, and this plant grew, you know, naturally wild. And it was a medicinal plant for them. So was tobacco. Um, so we, all we're doing is reintroducing a plant that's been here forever in the mountains that it once thrived in. And uh, we're also working with growers. You know, the unique thing about our, our and just blessed, to be honest, is, you know, the connections that we've made with growers that grew back in the 70s, the outlaw growers that are now, you know, baby boomers in their 70s that love to have the seed back in their dirt. Uh, of course, it's all 0.3% legal CBD, but it's just we can't wait to put that cannabis in the ground when our policymakers or the federal government, you know, deregulates THC as a schedule one drug. Now, before we got on the air, we actually talked about the fact that what was recently done right now at, in Georgia is that the Georgia Board of Pharmacy is now starting to accept the applications to dispense medical marijuana products. And they'll be the first state to allow pharmacies to dispense those kind of products. But now the DEA still is warning pharmacies that dispensing still violates federal law. So real quickly, what do you know about that part? Is that something that we're, I mean, obviously they're talking about yeah, I don't know, I mean, I don't know. THC products, but is that anything that you know of that could be an advantage that your team could use? Well, I mean, it's it's 
not difficult to get a pharmacist and, and sign on and open a business in LLC and, and have pharmacists on board if that's the direction they go with dispensaries. Mm-hmm. But as you just mentioned, the federal government came in because it's regulated federally and shut it down pretty quick. Um, so I don't see it going that direction just because of all the, the red tape that they'll have to go through. Like I said, the federal government just needs to deregulate. There's so many other things in, in, in the United States and within this world going on that they really, I think they're spending money. And, and I'm not saying it doesn't be regulated. Don't take it wrong. But I just think that there's so many other things that they need to put their eye on versus this this cannabis thing. We have over 20, what, almost 25 states now where recreational cannabis is legal. Um, so I, I think, and if you were to put it to a national poll, I think it's 80% would legalize it. So we need the government to step back and stop putting all their controls in place and controlling us and actually just let us grow the sustainable crop. It's not that hard. Once we get over the stigma, I mean, of, of reefer madness from that they, you know, entrenched in mines, um, I, I think, and the, it's just, I'm in a gateway drug. Listen, anything can be abused, um, from, you know, I'm, 300 pounds, you know, I played football. I mean, I abuse sugar. So anything could be abused. Um, it's just, you know, let's let's get sensible laws in place and that help us grow this. Keep it out of the hands of minors, which we, we have a responsibility to definitely um, sell this product um, in our communities responsibly. So, you know, that's what we need to be working towards. And um, just, like I said, um, I'm doing small, little, good faith efforts. Like, an opportunity that we have here to just like break down those barriers is we partnered with the sustainability club and university of North Georgia. We have a unique opportunity to work with the university and actually introduce this plant back through their Appalachian studies, through marketing, through their business school. You know, we're going to be the shark tank. Um, I don't want to use get, but we'll be the hemp field for great ideas. You know, these students yeah. will be able to take their MBA programs, <laughs> take a product, take it to market, and we'll help them market it. You know, just so um, those are the things we need to start doing in our communities and then partnering with, you know, law enforcement, those other things that have an issue with it and educating them. You know, there's just so much disinformation out there when it comes to cannabis and hemp that, you know, even in our, and with our legislators, they need to be educated. Um, I just like I said, I think there's more things on their plate and it's just something that they don't want to deal with that they don't have to. So they just don't even vote on any of the laws that come up because they don't want to be associated with it. So we sit stagnant here with the same archaic laws that were written five years ago. We still have a $25,000 annual license fee to process hemp, which makes no sense at all five years into a program. Mm -mm. From a national level, the hemp bill has been pushed back until 2024. And right now, there's a lot of things we just mentioned about, you know, various products that might be synthetic that are still allowed on shelves. But one of the things that the hemp bill that they're going to try to renew on the new 2024 hemp bill, farm bill, excuse me, there a lot of lobbyists for hemp have been urging Congress to add clear hemp derived cannabinoid product safety and testing standards. And the other way, also there's been critics that have talked about that, you know, hemp derived alternatives that have been sold online or at unscrupulous merchants without age verification or quality controls, they thwart legalization's promise of safe tested products. So you're going by the, the if from it comes to what you're doing, you know, you're partnering with PhD scientists for research, independent third-party testers, quality assurance, sustainable supply chain solutions, and you're organically growing full spectrum. And what the whole thing is, is that we know there are a lot of other 
companies out there that might not be following that same barrier or even coming close. They might try to go for the bare minimum of what's necessary because there's not any necessarily a seal of approval. I know that we've had, you know, either doctors organizations for cannabis or we've had, you know, U.S. Hemp Roundtable and all these other companies. Oh, let's put a seal on it. Let's put this kind of tag on it. There's no universal coding or anything that shows that it's been tested. It's approved that there's, it reaches a certain barrier. There's nothing like that at all right now for anything that's hemp derived. So, I mean, you're doing obviously what you can to put that front forward, but for others of the companies, when you look at what the, the hemp bill might have coming up in 2024 and what you could hope for that, you know, other companies will have to follow the same trend you're doing with. What do you think about that? Why pay more for a separate CoQ10 supplement? Enjoy twice the benefits with Superbeats Heart Chews Advanced from the number one doctor, pharmacist, and cardiologist recommended beet brand for heart health support. The new Superbeats Heart Chews Advanced by Human is now infused with CoQ10. That's essentially like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 ingredients support nitric oxide production healthy blood pressure, healthy CoQ10 levels, and heart-healthy energy with two tasty chews a day. Plus, Superbeats Heart Chews Advance are plant-based, so you get heart-healthy energy without stimulants. For a limited time, get a free 30-day supply of Superbeats Heart Chews on all bundles and 15% off your first order by going to RadioBeats.com and using promo code DEAL. That's RadioBeats.com, code DEAL. It's a great question. Um, I am all for putting a quality product in the marketplace, and and I'm I can't compete with the big guys that are getting their their hemp derived products from China or somewhere else and packaging them in plastic bottles and just really just trying to hit a a wave of popularity on a you know CBD which is is pretty much wrote its wave. But I'm not in this for the buck, the quick buck. I'm, I'm in here to leave a legacy so I can, you know, a generational company that I can leave to my kids because there is so much room and, and so much opportunity in the cannabis and hemp field. Um, there, there's just, you know, there, there's so much that we haven't learned. I mean, there's other countries that have done so much more research. I mean, I'm sure you had the, read the articles out of Washington with when we had um, the virus and, and there were some things that were, they were talking about Delta H, THCA, mm-hmm. acid molecules helping. So there's a lot that needs to be done. The problem is you can't get any funding for it federally, even here locally in the state or statewide, we can't get any grants or any funding for our, our product or research. It's sad that University of Georgia, Tim Kulong, he's, his program's not funded anymore. He's a land grant university and he gets zero dollars to do hemp research. You know, I, I, I don't understand that. I mean, I do know why, but I, I just, you know, there's forces that we're, we're swimming against the current. And, and at some point, we're going to have to put all our paddles, you know, in and just push through this current and push through this this underlying issue of, you know, our policymakers don't want to touch this because they're worried about their constituents and their votes. This is more than votes. This is this is something that we need to we need to sit down, like you said, at a round table and figure this out. But they don't want to do that. Um, so um, I have an opportunity coming up in January to sit at um, an event that the Ag Commissioner puts on every year, a lot of legislators. And and it is farmers getting in the room with them and then just really talking to them about their policies. 
we want regulation. And I don't want anyone to think that we don't want regulation because that deserves quality. We have to grow organically in the state of Georgia. That's just the law. You have to grow organically in the farm. You have to grow cannabis and, and hemp organically <clears throat> according to the farm bill. So we, we do that. And then our processor is an organic processor. So we're using all organic inputs and, and that's quality and it costs more to do that. But like I said, we're not in it for the long run Thanks. for the, we're in it for the long run. Sorry. Stop. Like edit. Oh, let's, take it, the, let's, let's, let's pause real quick and we'll and go ahead and come yeah. back on that. Yeah. So as I mentioned, Brasco, we're in this for the long haul. You know, this is a generational company we want to we want to create, um, and we're going to do that. Our brand equity is based on our word and deed. We're going to put the best quality cannabis in the marketplace. One of the things I want to bring up when it comes to Blue Forty Two, and we'll get drip. Uh, direct people to the websites real quick as we're doing this uh, blue 42 that's the number 42 market.com and blue 42 organics.com remember it's the numbers four two when you're adding them in uh, to go and look at their products and also look at blue 42 market now uh, georgia panel recently also has overseen medical marijuana they are offering licenses now to companies to produce and sell low thc oil they've already given out four licenses as i'm reporting here uh, that's from the Georgia Access to Medical Cannabis Commission. Now, is that something that your team, you know, what do you think about the the possibilities of if if Blue Forty Two was looking to go ahead and enter into that field? Is that something that looks like a possibility? Um, it's a possibility, but again, the laws in Georgia are really written. I, I don't want to use any negative connotations, but sure. crony capitalism. I mean, the limitation or the the constraint that they put on to be able to do that is a hundred thousand square foot indoor facility well as you know most small local farmers can't afford a hundred thousand square foot indoor grow facility right. i mean you can just do the math just on the takeoff on that it's millions of dollars so you have the true leafs and those companies that are billion you know all the big public companies in the cannabis industry that are able to come in and do that they're also able to write a nice check to those legislators as well so i'm never going to be able to compete at that level I shouldn't say never, but I don't want to compete at that level because, you know, that that to me is big agro. That to me is big cannabis. And I, I want to be that local small batch grower. And, and I've seen it cycle in, in Colorado and every state that's legal. I'm a consultant, so I travel a good bit. People don't want the dispensary weed. They want the weed that the guys were growing back in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, the outlaw growers weed, because they can taste the difference and they and, and feel the difference. Um, not to say you can't grow a high strain, you know, cannabis product um, in, in, a, in a grow room or an inside grow. Absolutely, you can. But what I like about it is you're getting, you know, when you we plant outside, the plant gets sun, light, and it gets all the natural predators and, and pests to protect it and grow. But it's also pulling all of that hundreds years of soil. You know, we grow on most of the farms we grow in the North Georgia mountains have a topography to it, and they're all cattle kettle fields so we have great soil that oh, we're growing yeah. this in so you can actually taste the difference from that soil I mean, we have one called georgia pine it literally is producing um a, a, a piney earthy flavor we have um, our kudzu actually produces a berry beautiful berry flavor so we named them all indigenous to georgia and based how they express themselves so the phenotypes it's just awesome so um and, and it's just like a great you know we have a great wine region up here in north georgia we actually have the delonica plateau wow. and and most wine wine regions are dry because you know the wine tastes like it does not partially because of the grapes but 
mostly because of the weather conditions and the soil that it's grown in. So now, one of the um, other things I got to ask about Henry is the fact that because <clears throat> down the line, if Georgia ever gets to a point where they are much more expanding their medical marijuana program or getting themselves eventually to adult use of recreational legalization, mm-hmm. one of the things I can think about is that through various programs that have been put out there, the control boards that have allowed outdoor growth, they've always had there have been issues where outdoor growth are a little more prone to issues with pesticides or with any kind of you know, any kind of things that are being used that could be contaminating the flower. And I'm guessing the same thing goes for him. Is there anything right now that's being put in place that you already have now that when you were, if that's something that is a concern at all, if that's something that would be a transition that companies would have to go and worry about in the future, if there's more room for growing outdoors, is that a pesticides, is Georgia doing a good job right now of regulating that and making sure that those kind of contaminants don't make the plants. You know, it's a great question. And, and unfortunately, a lot of our land um, that we grow on here in Georgia, I would say from the fall line down, Macon has been, you know, hundreds of years of cotton, corn, and all the crops that we grow here in Georgia. And pesticides are used frequently. So you might have to put two or three crops in there that would be an industrial crop to mitigate some of the heavy metals that are in the soil. But that's something that could be done. You just have to put a plan in. The plan that I have for Georgia is the medicinal, recreational, the smokable, all the stuff that we're ingesting to be grown in North Georgia. Because North Georgia is, you know, this is topography alone, doesn't allow for 1,000-acre farms. It's more, you know, 40 acres, you know, back in the day when they divided, 40 acres and a mule. So you have a lot of property up here under 40 acres, and most of it's cattle. Um, so you don't have a lot of, of pesticides up here. They do use Grazon um, to keep the broadleaf weeds out, so we do have to test Grazon. And the only way really to do that is you, know, you have to talk to the farmer. Did you use any chemicals um, to keep your for your hay? Um, and if they did, then you know we can. You know, farmers usually tell the truth; they're not going to lie to you. Um, and then we always do a test. We just grow some broadleaf tomatoes in there to make sure that they can stand it. And and if a farmer's growing his tomatoes anyway, you know he's not putting pesticides down. So the only thing we're really concerned about up here would be those that are growing, you know, di- the dioecious plant and have males in their field, how they can cross-pollinate, you know, our, we have feminized um, seed so they can cross-contaminate and, you know, feminize or pollinate our, our crop. But even then, that's not that big of a deal. So don't worry about overspray or anything like that because we have such small farms, the topography doesn't allow for that big agro-overspray up here in the mountains. I really appreciate you taking time out to go and talk to me about this. This is really, really just to learn what George is going for this. And also just getting from a farmer like yourselves, growing that you're right now that you're doing from the passion and the inspiration that brought you into the space to really having such a good, well-rounded knowledge and doing so much to go above and beyond growing quality product out there and having to go fight against, you know, a lot of synthetic choices that are out there. There's a lot because of where Georgia is right now as a state and what they're allowing and what they've allowed that, you know, they might be, should be flipped the script, obviously, but everything goes with better regulation. Everything goes with better, you know, oversight. And hopefully the state will kind of get things put back on board with that. And also from a national level, we need to see that so that hemp-based products, we're getting the best out there, the best quality, and also something that would be like universal to get a real assurance and integrity towards the product. Cause I think that's one thing that 
you know, we talk about CBD all the, all the time. It's just one of those things where like, okay, well, if nobody's going to be policing, you know, growers like yours, then you're going to do it yourself and you're going to do it at the highest level possible because most importantly, you want to make sure products that you're putting out there, you know, they also fit what you came into the space for in the first place. For Absolutely. Kind of treatment, the kind of normalities that you've seen as a football player and as you've seen other athletes go through, this is very important. So I really appreciate you taking time to go and talk all about that. So you were mentioning the products, the teachers in particular, I was looking at on the website, blue42organics.com. That's blue42, the numbers, 42. You mentioned the you wanted to pick Georgia specific flavors. So it was Georgia peach, wild berry, orange blossom, among others. Uh, and a lot of the products take a minute to go and talk to the, uh, us about the product line before we wrap things up and just what, what you, what came into the line of what products you wanted to bring on board and what you might have coming forward. Yep. That's a great question, Brasco. We, we kept our product line small and our skews small um, just to get our quality and make sure we had, you know, we can repeat. That's the big thing in this industry is being able to repeat with your product. And we have that. You know, we've been doing it now for four years. That's your fifth year growing. And one of the things we have is just the tincture. Um, that's just the quickest way to get CBD, we feel, in your body, sublingual. Um, we have capsules for those that don't like the flavor of the tincture. Uh, we use almond oils or carrier oils. It's a little sweeter than a lot of the other products in the marketplace. Um, and we're selling right now 1,000, some milligrams per one ounce bottle we will start upping our um, dose probably to three thousand as you know because there that's the thing um everyone metabolizes cannabinoids differently so it's finding that dose that's proper for you and, and that's where really more research needs to get put into we're also doing a lot lines going forward when we start bringing some mushroom blends in like cordyceps turkey tail and getting it more um more streamlined towards uh, a certain condition um, whether it be you know sleep deprivation if somebody has sleep problems we'll, we'll add a nice mixture there so we'll get a little bit more formalized in our in our tinctures in our offering we're also going to go into as you mentioned a lot of the synthesized delta 8 uh, thca all of that cbg so we're going to cover the broad spectrum and grower line blue 42 as you can is it, football it's this it centers around a football it's an audible we've had to call a lot of a lot of audibles growing up here in georgia um, we go go to market and all of a sudden they change the regulation or code and you got to call an audible. So one of the things we can do is Delta eight. So we're going to start introducing Delta eight other deltas, um, forms of Delta 10 to that we can legally sell as long as they're 0.3% THC to brownies and cookies and other, you know, confection items. So we're going to broaden it. I think we're going to have a lot of fun doing that. Um, we really want to be the Mary's Medicinals of the Southeast. We have an opportunity to do it, grow, um, really take the vernacular of North Georgia. Uh, some of the things, you know, very, this was a big moonshining um, area up here. So we can tap into that as far as just, you know, having the mason jars and things like that. Just have fun with it. That's the thing. We want to have fun with it. Quality products and have fun and tell our story and tell the stories of the farmers that are growing for us. I mean, that's where brands create you know, something that people want a sense of belonging to feel part of. And uh, that's what we're doing. We're really just introducing cannabis and hemp to a community. Um, that's not the easiest place to do it. Um, you know, the Bible Belt of North Georgia yeah. is, you know, I got some barriers to break. But the cool thing is our Christmas trees in our marketplace were hemp plants decorated with Georgia pine and lights. 
people walked in. So it, it's just, it feels good when you walk in, you see kids right around the store, you see parents older, from all demographics come in and it's just well, a plant Henry, store. Losing a little bit. There was something where I, I kind of lost you a little bit in the, <clears throat> okay. right when you said bubble bill of George, North Georgia, I've started losing some of you a bit. Sorry. That's okay. So what? Yeah. I'll hit stop. Yes. Thanks so much. So it's really difficult, you know, actually introducing cannabis um, up here in North Georgia mountains, because it is the Bible belt. And there's a lot of um, feelings towards this plant. Um, it, it is looked at as the devil's lettuce up here. Um, yeah. Part of one of the biggest hurdles we had to get over just on our store was getting the word, the word cannabis in our logo. Um, it just didn't go over well with a lot of officials here in town, but it was yeah. not illegal. And, and, you know, it was the first amendment right that I fought. And now that it's there, I, it's just kind of, it's not, the sting isn't as much as it's, it's just, it's just a plant. It's just a word. And it has, and, and I'm this place that we built the marketplace. It's a marketplace of ideas. It's a place that people can come in, those that will and get educated on hemp. Um, so they can see all the potential that this plant has and they can feel it because we have hemp wood in here. We have clothing in here. So not only can they see it, it's not just online. They can actually touch it and feel it. And we're going to do a lot of DIY too teaching people how to make their own tinctures, how to make everything through the plant um, legally because you can't process it, but we'll show them how to do that. So um, it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be unique. This is just going to be a lab that people can come in and learn about the cannabis plant. Who knows what will happen? You know, at some time down the line, you know, the voters might get a chance to go ahead and I don't know how it works in Georgia, but you know, if Ohio is able to go ahead and legalize coming up going forward and then Florida on the ballot for their, 2024 election season if they're allowing that you know at some point georgia's gonna it's gonna probably fall suit and they'll join on board with the other what 40 states that have already come on board you know full full-fledged medical and then eventually get to be that other group that is adult use they'll all figure it out someday so a matter of time um, yeah like i said i'm i'm building a generational company a legacy so when it happens it happens and i'll they'll just be it. ready yeah. for it yeah exactly exactly so your website's blue 42 market blue at 42market.com and blue42organics.com uh, the number is 42 remember to go put that when you're going checking that out and again I'm here with Henry Ostrashiski co-founder with blue42 organics blue42 market and creative soul Henry thanks for being on with us and uh, really again happy holidays thanks for being on with us Brasco it's been a pleasure thank you when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.